Hey, it's Living Cola. Welcome to Casualty of Love's Apologies. Each week, I'll be reading chapters from my book, C-O-L-A. This podcast is rated R for Relatable. What I found when writing was how freeing it allowed me to be. My prayer is that as you listen to this story, you will find your own peace and freedom. It may be a bumpy ride, but we'll get through this together. It starts right now. Chapter 32. Truth. This is what I command you, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. John fifteen seventeen. I've read stories where the father was trying to be involved and the woman was just hurting too much to be able to co-parent effectively. That wasn't my situation, though. I was never the type of baby moms to bleed my baby father dry. In fact... To bleed him dry, I would have needed to get money from him first, and I couldn't even get a penny from him. A Toronto lawyer came to our building as part of the program at our housing complex. He had a lot of good information to offer, and so I listened closely. For example, I had no clue legal aid was available to me. Within a few days of his visit, I was with my new family lawyer. I had a lawyer, y'all. I had a lawyer. Smartest decision I could have ever made. Even though I had to start the whole filing process again since I moved, this time the heavy lifting was left in the hands of the legal team. All I had to do was provide them with the information I had on him. I mean, it wasn't much, but my detective skills paid off. I started Googling phone numbers and names to figure out where his crib was. I mean, his mama's house, you know. I searched using her name and phone number and found a couple of listings. Then, I called each one until I recognized his mama's voice. While I was digging up dirt, I was trying to stay connected with him as much as possible. Despite everything, I still wanted him to have a relationship with my son. I love how holidays provide the perfect, hey stranger, message. So, this is the following conversation. Hey, Merry Christmas, how are you? I hope everything's going well. Look, I know we have our differences, but I wanted to know if you wanted to see Kayshawn for Christmas. Anyways, message me back. Please, God bless and Happy New Year. Even though he didn't reply, it was marked as seen. So, I posted Merry Christmas on his public wall. Finally, I got his attention. I guess it forced him to reply. The following conversation is between me and him. Kendrick starts first. I'm not having a convo with you on my wall. Okay, then. You can talk to me on here. What's good? Nothing is good. How can I help you? You can start by being nicer to me after I never did you nothing. You can also try helping me out with your son and all the court things that I'm dealing with. End convo. I could barely get a response from him, but I could tell my lawyer was stirring up some trouble. Then to add fuel to the fire, a few months later, I got a strange message from his account. Next convo. Kendrick has a son? So I'm thinking, what? Is this some kind of joke? Why is he asking me in third person? Um, Kendrick? Who is this? No, this is his girl. Okay, well, that's something you should ask him then, no? Can you please just be honest with me? If he has a son, then I should know. Okay, well, even though he doesn't want to acknowledge it, he does have a son. You should ask him.
and convo. The more I answered her questions, the more she asked. How did this happen? When? How old was I? How old was KK? She wanted to know it all. At first, I was like, this is a bad idea. Don't do it. But then, I was like, fuck it. He sucks anyways. Why not tell the truth? All he doing is lying. After I got out of my feelings, I was more than happy to oblige. She seemed nice, and I felt like if I was her, I'd want to know if my man had a next kid. Speaks to his character and my life with him. She even told me that he wanted to do the DNA test and get the course over with. Apparently, he wanted joint custody. The fucking nerve of him. But hey, at least the test was going to get done finally. This all seemed too good to be true, so I figured I'd ask the man my damn self. No back and forth with some girl I didn't know. If he wanted to talk to me about our son, he could talk to me. March 19, 2009. Conversation between me and Kenji. So you're saying you're going to deal with the course now and you want to do a DNA test? Fuck you, you lying ass bitch. What did I ever do to you? Please tell me. Out here telling lies. I didn't fuck you and you know that. You know you only suck my dick, so you run around telling people I took about I took a couple of jokes so you wouldn't look like the crazy bitch you are. Yeah, nothing to say now, huh? Too bad. I'm at school getting education. I'm not going to answer you right away. No, I don't have much to say because I'm not going to argue with you. I told you it like it is. You don't like it? Sorry about that. Your girlfriend confronted me, eh? I didn't start typing to her right away to make my story known so you can stay there and cuss me because I ain't done nothing wrong. And P.S. I'm not a bitch. Don't disrespect me because you're pissed off. End convo. Heated. I was fucking heated. This dumb ass motherfucker had the damn nerve to come at me? Me. Plus, apparently, he's been talking about my child. So what the fuck is his problem now? Next convo. I start. She told me you said if I don't if if I pay, you'll do the DNA test. Where were you last year when I offered this to you? You're purposely trying to solve this and that that's fine. You can keep not believing or not caring whatever it is you're doing. As long as I try to resolve things, that's what matters. So I take it you're not coming to court? You're trying to fuck up my life, right? Well, you're going to fucking see what that fucking gets you. Threats? Really? I thought you were better than that. You don't know where I live. You know nothing about me. I would suggest you don't try to intimidate me, and I'm not at all trying to ruin your life. I didn't know you find out whether or not you had a son would ruin your life. I just want to get, more importantly, the custody battle over with. The rest is yet to come. You should have told the truth, which means I'm a hoe. I can't remember who I was fucking at the time. The next guy disappeared. I sucked his dick, somehow got pregnant, but I didn't know until I was due. So I'm going to just try to take someone to court who I never had sexual intercourse and lie, say he took two jokes so you don't look like a big hoe in front of my pastor, dad, and the rest of my peoples. That's the fucking truth. You can tell people you think it's mine, but don't fucking lie about what happened. And conversation. No, he's really trying to test my damn patience. I've been nice. I haven't been like those crazy ass baby moms on Mari. Nigga really think I know nothing about sex, huh? Nah, 
What about the fact that he got me pregnant off pre-cum? Didn't even get to enjoy that fuck before he bust. Next conversation. I start. I never lied. You're in denial. What are you not getting? I know it ain't mine. Seeing as how we didn't fuck. Three years later, you still think you could get pregnant from your mouth. Which part of it ain't true? I can't remember who I was fucking at the time. The next guy disappeared. I sucked his dick. Somehow got pregnant, but I didn't know until I was due. So I'm going to just take someone to court who I never had sexual intercourse with and lie. and say he took two jokes so you don't look like a big hoe in front of my pastor, dad, and the rest of my people. That's the fucking truth. Tell me. End conversation. Honestly, the more he talks, the dumber he sounds. Like, my man was a real idiot. Next conversation. I start. I'm not a hoe. Don't get it twisted. I just made a big mistake. Too bad I was 16 when you were talking to me. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Regardless of what you want to say about what happened, you still put it in and you can't get away from that small fact. You can try, but it still remains the same anyways. I really, really need to get back to class, and I'm not going to argue with someone in, with something you're in denial about. I'll just talk to you another time when you're calm and not threatening me. Peace out, homie. P.S. Mm, so I know that you're well aware that my lawyer is trying to serve you. Fuck off, and may you and yours die a thousand deaths. As soon as the hits come, you ain't never got nothing to say. But the next time, you want to run your mouth. Poor kid got you for a mom. End conversation. I gladly save these messages for my lawyer to help build a stronger case. However, these messages weren't enough evidence to grant me custody during the first court hearing. I had a male judge who wasn't moved by any of the messages that I felt were threatening. The only advice I ever got was call the police. But when I did that, they said, unless he said, I will kill you, they can't do nothing about it. I was scared because my apartment was on the first floor. It left me very exposed. If he had read any of the court documents, then he had my address. I fought hard to keep my son protected. I fought hard to keep it off record, but there was no success. How am I supposed to protect my son? I lost sleep thinking of the ways he could attack us. The reality was, he probably didn't care enough to come find us. But the longer the case went, the more unstable I felt. It was a blessing when he didn't show up to court for our final hearing. I was a ball of nerves thinking I could potentially see him that day. I wasn't ready to see him. This was the day I was finally able to breathe a sigh of relief. Because at least I knew we just didn't matter enough. This judge finally granted me the gift of soul custody. Soul custody was especially important for doctor visits. If I needed to make any serious decisions, then the responsibility was solely mine, just like it always was. It was always interesting when doctors would ask for the father's history, and I would say, he's not in the picture. They always seemed to give me some weird look, like, oh, you can't even figure out for your child's sake? I always look back at them like, if that were so easy, I'd have more answers for you. Then I smiled at the end so they knew to move on to the next topic before i could leave the court we had to figure out the financials since we didn't know how much he made he was making my child support payment set to the lowest payment of 170 a month 
I mean, still better than nothing, though. I quickly learned that though I had successfully gotten the default judgment for finances, it didn't matter. Didn't mean the money was going to start rolling in. Since I knew practically nothing about him, I didn't have no information like his work history or social insurance number in order to garner his wages. Despite this temporary setback, my lawyer explained to me that the good thing about pushing to go to court was that the payments would now be backdated to 2009. So no matter when he pays, I still get current and past. The one agency that was trying to help me recover payments was the Family Responsibility Office. They were a third-party agency that had the power to suspend driver's license or passports to force the payments to be upheld. All this fuss and fighting, but it didn't make one bit of difference. Just wasted energy since I never saw one cent. Hey, I'm Paula. Thank you so much for listening. It's truly been a blessing. You can find copies of this book at livingcola.com. You can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Please join me next week as I continue to read chapters from Casualty of Love's Apologies.